Welcome back to Trade Up with TJ, talking all things health, wealth, business, and lifestyle for tradies. Today, I got on special guest, James Marshall from Marshall Developments. Welcome, brother. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. Nah, appreciate it. Taking time out of your day. Of course. Um, let's start quickly, dive in, just a quick backstory of how you've got to where you got to, um, getting into the industry at the start as well, yeah. and just sort of chasing that journey to become who you are today. Uh, well, yeah, just... Um, I didn't quite finish year 10, did an apprenticeship as a chippy, um, bounced around a little bit, you know, had some bad bosses, which a lot of that had a lot to do with the business that we have today and the way that we uh, go about treating our team and our culture and, and things like that. Um, and then, you know, just natural growth with a few lucky moments and uh, I don't know, just... I don't know how deep I need to... Deep as you like. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess um, we we started as just a small... I guess at the start I didn't... It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a decision to make money. I was sick of working for people. I don't listen well. I don't like being told what to do when it doesn't make sense. It just fucking does my head in. Um, and so I wanted to be free. That's That was, that was the thing. That was the thing that did it for me, the freedom. I wanted to feel free. I wanted to feel in control. And uh, I, guess, I guess that it didn't scare me because I didn't, I was so ignorant to everything. I didn't know about anything. I just assumed you just go and work for people and you get paid and fucking happy days. And I was like, if I can earn what I'm earning now, which was pretty shit money, um, I'll be happy, you know? And yep. that's, that's, that's what I wanted to do. And then I realized quickly that I could probably make something of this and, you know, nowadays when you go on social media, you you, you got everyone's doing reels about, um, oh, you know, if you want to be successful, you got to do this. You want to be, you know. to be honest, when I started, that wasn't not nearly a thing. And also I didn't really use social media. So none of that was around me. So I didn't have this like, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to do all this stuff. It's like not even a thought in my mind was even close to that. Anyone, you know, that anyone that I know, that knows me would would be able to say that's never something that left my mouth um, because it wasn't so much a thing. And now it's a lot of motivation, but I guess the motivation for me, as I said, was was freedom. And my wife pushed me into to doing it, and I'm really thankful for that because it's curated my life, and um, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, so. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's usually everyone goes into it for the wrong reasons, as we mentioned earlier, the money mindset of some people, and obviously. Yep your money mindset wouldn't even probably or that didn't even cross your mind as you just said nah, so it's more it the freedom and just run your own race in a way yeah man it was just like i would maybe i was maybe maybe i was earning i don't know maybe i don't know it could have been 800 bucks a week or 750 or something like that which was shit and at the time you know like i thought it was all right and it was not it was on to do with money because at the time i didn't i didn't care about money like i didn't didn't want for things like I liked cars but I never it was always like a maybe one day kind of don't not a thought not like I'm working towards this or it was just like a uh, I just need to be free if I can just earn $750 a week then that's it I'll be sweet I can probably do that in three days and I can just have the other four off I can do what I want like I can literally do what I want and that's not exactly how it works <laughs> <laughs> now you're here it's like really quick really really quickly I was like I don't want to feel like I'm doing nothing because I, um, 
I can't just sit around and do nothing. And so, you know, I maybe organized, you know, I built up a bit of a client base. I was doing work on weekends and stuff before I initially pulled the trigger and just like quit my job and went on my own. And I maybe had, I don't know, work for three, four days a week for the first couple months, something like that. I spaced it out like that, thinking that I'd love the free time. And the way I, leading up to that, six, seven months, maybe longer, maybe a year leading up to that, I was working five, six days a week in my job. Now I was working whatever free time I had on the side jobs. So I had no time. And I just, for whatever reason, thought that I would be fine to have, suddenly have so much time free. And I absolutely hated it. I absolutely hated it. So I did just every everything I could to, to fill my time. My father-in-law um, had a printing company, big printing company, and he printed me um, pamphlets. I just... L- would walk around dropping them in letterboxes. I just did anything I could to fill my time because I just couldn't sit around and do nothing. Um, and, and that worked to my advantage, I think, um, uh, just because I didn't like to feel like a waste, wasting time. But that, that, I think that was my biggest motivator to move. Yep. Um, it wasn't, there was nothing else motivating besides the fact that I didn't want to feel lazy like a piece of shit. I wanted to feel like I was doing something, you know what I mean? I was making moves and I was like, feeling proud of myself because I didn't want to just quit my job and hate my life. I wanted to, I go, I wanted to be free and proud of myself. So, yeah. So that time freedom and obviously still subconsciously back in your head, you're probably still that bit of a high achiever back then, even without probably realizing it of wanting more in a way, but for the right reasons, mm. um, so, yeah. to keep chasing that as well. So like that probably hustle mentality probably just was instilled in you in a way, would you say? My, my dad's a business owner and he's done really well for himself. Um, and I did do some work. I worked for him for a bit. Didn't really, doesn't work. Didn't work well <laughs> working with my dad. Um, but uh, I think my, the hard work, the hard, that hard work mentality growing up was definitely seeing it in him. Like he worked hard, really hard for, um, to try and create something. And it's just a constant, I think the, the thing that I realized with him though is um, it's important to have goals and, and to be aspiring for better things but I feel like it's also important to enjoy your life as well. I don't want to spend my whole life working like a dog just to realize I'm too old to enjoy it and I, and I, I feel like he'll never admit that but I, I'd, I just feel like if he hit the brakes he'd be able to have an incredible life but he's just you i feel like what happens is when hard work gets ingrained into you you feel like it's all you can do a one day i'll stop one day i'll just chill one day i'll do this one day i'll do that but the days just roll and roll and roll and it never happens um so that that, that was something that's something in my head you know yeah. um yeah how'd you create that self-awareness to realize obviously you did it obviously initially for freedom and money wasn't really playing a mm. part in your mind but how'd you have that self-awareness at sort of a young age to already know I want to do it for freedom and like have a healthy and happy life. I think mum and dad got divorced when I was uh, 13, 12 or 13. And I think, I, I think a lot of the breakdown, there could have been a lot of things I, I don't know. Um, but I think a lot of the breakdown in the relationship was that um, the one day excuse became really old 
I think. I think dad genuinely was working hard for his family. But, you know, the whole one day, one day this, one day that, you know, you, your partner can probably follow that for some time until it's like, shit, you know, you've been saying that for a long time. When When's one day going to be? Is today one day? Tomorrow? Next year? So I feel like that was a big thing in the breakdown in their relationship. Um, and, I, and I saw that. So for me, my family was in a bit in, bit in disarray. It still kind of is. And my wife, her family are crazy, but they're like so tight-knit. And I admire that. I really do because they could easily just hate each other, but they don't like they could have an argument and hold on to that, but they just choose not to. They just choose to just move on. Yep. And I, I admired that. And um, so I guess um, I wanted a good family. That was a really important thing for me. I wanted a, a good family, healthy kids, happy life, happy wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted I, I, I wanted to learn from uh, – learn from mistakes that I'd seen. You know what I mean? So I, I saw that I feel like that was a big thing. And, you know, I do say, I mean, my wife might listen to this and go, but you say one day a lot. And I go, well, yeah, I do. I do say that. But I'm only 30 and, you know, I don't think one day's going to be in 30 years, you know, because I'm still young, so I may as well work hard now. Yep. You know, Um but yeah, that that's I think it's just learning from what I'd seen, not in not, in, not just in I think more instinctually, not consciously, yeah, more than anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You realised it was happening, but without probably taking it on board. But then once you got further down the line, you've actually realised yeah that's instilled in you, and you don't want that for your yeah. future life. Well, hard work's instilled in me, and I yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to get up at five, and come home at midnight, do that every day, every day. And before kids, that's kind of what happened. You know, like <laughs> my wife's a hard worker too, really hard worker. And she would do the hours I would do without complaint. Sometimes it was like, hey, maybe we should not work tonight. We should go for dinner. You know, <laughs> that'd be nuts. <laughs> um, but then when kids happened, it was like, a, I need to pull on the brakes. You know what I mean? I need to get, I need to manage my time better so that I can feel like I'm still achieving whilst being a good husband and a good, good dad. Yeah. So. No, that's crazy. It's a, yeah to realize from such a young age, and even now, still being so young, that that's you've followed your core values probably in a way as well, mm. to not just chase materialistic things and money as some people do to make mm. it all, and really just stay true to yeah. probably who you are. Well, those things are nice. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, <laughs> those things are nice. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think. I mean, there was uh, you mentioned Dylan. Yeah. He saw, I saw something he put up. He said, don't go broke trying to look rich. I think those things are nice if they're achievable for you. Yeah. I think that's the important thing because, as I said, when you go on social media, you'll see people talking about their life and showing their cars and, you know, all of this cool stuff and, and people try to emulate that, uh, but they don't see that they've that person might be feeling comfortable to share that now, but you know, the last seven years has been really fucking hard for them. And so now they're sharing it because their life's seemingly good, but they, everyone's missed out on that journey, making it there. And so people try to emulate that, but they try to do it instantly. Yep. And the problem with that is they go broke trying to look rich. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, that's crazy. It's even, yeah, as you've, and I've sort of heard backstory, you've said on other podcasts, obviously living in the factory for a while. Yeah. Um, and like, that's crazy to just think you put so many other people before you and the business to really set yourself up for the future. Mm. Yeah, well, your team are a, a reflection of you, an extension of you. And if you're going to step away from things and really have faith that they're going to deliver on your vision and know that because the, the biggest telltale sign that you've got issues with culture is what your staff say when you're not there. I think that's the biggest thing. And if you can, if they're saying good things about you and your business when you're not there, well, you're doing something right. And I think if they know that you genuinely care, you you can sell the dream and confidently have them execute that without you having to micromanage them, which I think is important. And the only way you can do that is by showing them you care. A lot of the time words are helpful, but physical actions and appreciation and all of those things play a big part. They do. Um, And then also because as well, when you're the boss, it can look like you've got it all sort figured out. Everything's, fine and i don't know what's the right word for it you can just look like you're made of money sometimes but sometimes i feel like it's important to remind people that well hey i lived in a factory for a year my wife was pregnant there was like you know 23 stairs up and down the bathroom was downstairs no kitchen or there was like a kitchenette but there's no oven you know my wife's italian she likes to cook and so that that was a I didn't have to convince her to do it either. She she backed me with that. I said, I think this is what we need to do. Okay, it sounds fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but then like yeah. later on you realise like, oh my God, like we didn't have an oven. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are we going <laughs> to fucking do? Yeah. <laughs> so we had this little pizza oven that you would like cook food in. And she still did her best to, to, to be, you know, like to be – my my perfect wife, you know what I mean? She still did her absolute best, you know what I mean? And so did I considering the situation. But then now, like, it's interesting. People are always like, why is there so much fucking crockery here? Like, why have you got, like, shitloads of knives and forks and bowls and shit? And I'm like, well, this is... When we moved out of the fact that we just left all this stuff here and we bought new stuff because we're like, we're going to need it here anyway. But we've got, like, the full set, <laughs> different bowls for things and, like, little side bowls and, like, you know, everything you can name. Like, there's fucking... Like, you know, there's like, there's draining, you know, like for yeah. pasta. And yeah. There's just everything in these cupboards in this kitchen yeah. because all of the stuff. And um, it's good to, I think, to remind people that, you know, this was your life. Things may seem good now and you don't know. It's like the duck analogy, right? You know, you're calm and, you know, on the surface, but you're pedal- paddling like fuck underneath, you know, yeah. constantly, constantly trying to think of the next thing. But making everyone around you feel like they're a part of it and they're valued, you know, that's important too. Yeah. How do you go about that? Obviously, even with like the hiring process, that kind of thing on the back end, obviously Mm. to bring people in, obviously you need to ask them a lot, but still to you hire them, Mm. you're not really instilled in who they are. Yeah. They're just got to be on board with who you are and your values as a company. Well, we, I mean, we sell our culture when we're doing interviews. So we have, I used to be involved in, in the interview process. Um, I thought that was important. Turns out I was wrong because I become emotionally involved. But that's not a smart move because 
other people won't be so emotionally involved. Well, here's a list of questions. Are you going to follow our culture or not? Because our culture is an integral part of what we do here. And if you integrate well into it, you'll have the best time here. But if you reject it and you try to push it away, you'll struggle. You'll really struggle. Because other people are like, what do you mean you don't want to share something? What do you mean? It's Monday. It's, it's, we share on a Monday. You know what I mean? So I guess it's, I don't know. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, I guess, you know, doing the right thing, I think just for me, I try to be, I try to make sure that I'm seen to be trying to do the right thing because sometimes you can do stuff and it can, I don't know, people can interpret it. There's a lot of, you know, people interpret stuff. I assume that this is why you did that. Well, no, and I'll explain why. And when you get down to the crux of it, people can understand a little bit more. And then they start to understand you. And then maybe they start to appreciate why you do things. Because I was said at the start, like I struggled to listen to people when it didn't make sense. And so if we want to have a good culture, I can't just be like, do it like this. And if they go, why? I can't be like, just because. I have to be like, well, because. Let me tell you a story. All right. Because this is what happened to me when I did it like that. And I had a really bad experience and it ruined my day. And I want you to have the best day every day. So if you do it this way, you'll have a good day. And they're like, well, that makes sense. I don't have a fucking bad day. No one <laughs> wants to have a bad day, right? So, um, yeah, I guess we sell our culture to start with. Um, and I took myself out of the interview process. Um, and there's like a few levels of it now. And it's obviously incredibly hard to find good talent. Um, but you can tell if they're going to work or not because we just have it. This is just a way that things work here and you have it. It has like a double-edged sword because we give people freedom to run their own day so that you don't have someone breathing down your neck. And the benefit to that is that the people that appreciate that will thrive in that environment. They will thrive. They will love it. They will every day strive to do better and they'll work harder and they'll try and impress the people around them and their team and everything. But then people that don't appreciate that will take advantage of it. Oh, no one's over my shoulder. I'll just fuck around. You know what I mean? So it's a fine line. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. yeah. And it's trying to work with people and not let them yeah. work over you, but still be the leader yeah. without letting. Which is hard. Yeah. Being yep. a good leader is really difficult. Like there's so many facets to it. You've got to consider and like, you know, yeah not cross those lines at times, mm. but sometimes you have to yeah. in a certain point. Yeah. How have you integrated into the leader to be who you are? Have you just sort of learnt off the fly or gone off lessons that you don't didn't like and things that have happened in the past? Mm. Um, I consider myself to be quite a sensitive person. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve. Knowing that, being conscious of that, I think is helpful. And, you know, call me whatever you want. I don't care. I'm sensitive. I wear my heart on my sleeve. What that allows me to do is know how I feel before I feel it mostly. And what that allows me to, to, to be able to do is to know what it feels like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So some people might say something and not even consider what that might mean to someone else. And if, if you're a little more sensitive to things, you might you might be you might be able to understand why someone would react that way. And so that allows you to take a different approach to things because you, before you say it, 
you're like, I'm not going to say that because that's probably going to come off wrong. Again, we're going down the assumptions things, you know, people assume. Yeah. So to avoid that, you just, I feel like being a good leader is treating everyone as you want to be treated, which is all well and good to say, but to do is something different because people, people probably don't do that as much. And sometimes I maybe need a lesson of my own, but um, I think for the most part, I like to say things as they are because I want people to tell me straight away if they don't like something. And, you know, applying that, I think that that's helpful. Yep. Mm. So you've had to then obviously understand that and notice that as well to be able to be like, I'm, my heart's on my sleeve. Mm. How do you then, obviously with people and being a bit more sensitive and obviously open to things and giving people that honest feedback when it's needed or just in general <coughs> and um, not telling the white line, not beating around the bush. How have you sort of, how do you manage that as well? Like with the people that don't take it so well? Well, obviously if, if, if you're wearing your heart on your sleeve, that type of person isn't naturally okay with confrontation. They don't like it. Yeah. They don't want it. I dislike it and I avoid it at all costs, but I know it's an integral part of being a good leader because I know that I fester on things. So if I don't deal with it now, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to think about it and I'm going to obsess over it and then I'm just going to explode for no reason. Yep. And that's silly. All because I'm scared of doing something and I have actually said this a few times to my team. I've said, if you take fear away, you'll be able to act. But the minute you let fear control you, you'll have every excuse why you, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, you know, just make the call, do the thing because you'll realize that if you let it build up, it's so much worse for you in your own head. It's, it's, it's harder to deal with your, you feel like it's a bigger situation than what it is because you've thought about it and fested on it. If you just deal with it straight away, it's, it's just a thing. You know what I mean? It doesn't. And so, um, trying to take a political approach to things is probably beneficial. Even if you need to, like I virtually don't yell. I think my, like everyone that works here will, will say like, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever heard him yell. I've seen him frustrated. I've seen him maybe upset, maybe a little bit angry, but I've never seen him yell because I'd, I got yelled at a lot when I was an apprentice, a lot. And I know that it doesn't feel great. <laughs> so like, instead of that, I'll just be concise. I'll be fair and I'll be firm. But I'll throw in a little bit of uh, maybe some uh, political approach to it as well so that it's firm, fair and straight, but it's also not nasty. You know what I mean? So I'll say what I need to say how I need to say it so you understand it but I don't so you don't walk away hating me for it and that ticks all the boxes for me I think yeah yeah constructive feedback in a way yeah yeah but without being like you're really shit at this <laughs> now take it the right way this is constructive yeah. criticism yeah. for me I'd be like fuck you that's yeah. not yeah. what's that's that not. that's yeah. not constructive yeah you just said I'm shit at it yeah it's like you see you're really good at it but this aspect I feel like I can help you it's probably a little bit better, yeah. you know, and I feel like you'll get a better result. People will actually listen to you because if you tell someone you're doing it wrong for no reason and you don't give them a good reason, you'll find that I think that they probably will continue to do it the wrong way because they don't respect what you've said. 
So therefore, why would they do it? Yeah. So. Yeah. And they just do. They then just won't ask the questions down the line because they don't want the feedback mm. of I'm shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want. Yeah. They want yeah. a bit of positive reinforcement at the same time as well as being yeah. corrected. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. There's all different sorts of ways. Yeah, and as, as you've said, there's been probably the, would you believe that it's sort of instilled in the industry is getting better now with that kind of stuff? And In a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. I think, I mean, there's, there's so much of the industry is like stuck in the, the 80s, you know what yep. I mean? Where it's like, oh, we do things this way and that's it. Like so many people I hear, it's like, oh, they're an apprentice, they should have a bad go, you know, and that's just the way it is. Well, to a certain extent, you need to learn how to, you need to learn hard work. That's important. Um, but I feel like if you throw in a good environment, you're going to give them an excuse to work hard, something to work hard for, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. There's obviously a big shift with things, but whether that, whether there's some people that will accept it and move with it and others that don't care. Yeah. So. Yep. Winding it back a bit as well to um, your partner and or your wife, I should say. Mm. Um, do you reckon that's helped you a lot having someone by your side and like being probably open and everything with that and not shutting off to her and both being on the same wavelength and having sort of the same goals of who you are today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't a having a good support system is like it's like the most important thing there's 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 only so much that you can motivate yourself to to push through you know without you going fuck this honestly like just god damn it really you know but you just sometimes you just need someone behind you just being like it'll be all right yeah you'll figure it out just like last time, just like the time before that, it'll be okay. And you're like, oh, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you're right, you know. Yeah. And then also, um, again, like like I was going back and saying before, like working long hours, it's important to learn how to work hard, but then also having time to be with your family is important as well. And, you know, I admit that's something that I'm – still learning to do properly to understand the balance. I don't think there's a work-life balance. I think you just need to figure out how to nearly merge the both together to make your life happy. Work-life balance, I think that's dumb. Like, I don't think it's a thing. It doesn't exist. I, I don't believe and I've had a few potties now with people and they're all uh, pretty successful and they've all said the same thing. It mm. just doesn't exist. Everyone's is different mm. and everyone has a different view. Yeah. But having the right having the right see there's a difference between a good partner and a great one see a good partner will back you and they'll be your biggest support until what you're doing interferes with them interferes with what they want to do in in, in their life if it if it if it interferes with the your time with them that's where a good partner turns bad a great partner backs you through and through and then when you get to that part where it's starting to impede on the time that you would have with them they go i understand you're doing it for us you're doing it for our family you're doing it for our future i appreciate that thank you that's a great partner that's the partner that's what that's my wife that's what i have blessed to have her and also like mums have the most amazing level of patience yeah. 
I see her. She watched Peppa Pig for like four hours. <laughs> I'm like, I would have fucking shot myself by now. Like, this is difficult. Like, they have so much patience, so much patience. And just like the kids are home on a Thursday and, and all day. I know they're nuts. i got two boys and they're just little versions of, of me and her. And I remember what we were like when we were younger, just you know, concerning, concerning. <laughs> so I know that they're nuts and there's shit being thrown everywhere and they're fighting every five seconds and one will cry and the other one will laugh and then they'll swap and you know what I mean? Constant, constant, constant doesn't end. And she's just like, oh, I've no idea how she's able to deal with that. Because I deal with a lot of stuff through the day, but I have the easy job. I feel like she has the harder job because raising kids is hard takes patience and they say it takes a, a village to raise a a, fa- uh, a family is it raise kids it takes a village yeah, raise a fa- yeah. raise kids i don't know yeah, i've lost it I'll now yeah i've heard it a few it times a now I forgot. To raise a family i don't know anyway but yeah. <coughs> she does a lot of it on her own yeah and she does it really really well really well um so having the right support system genuine genuine support system and you'll know if it's right or if it's wrong. Um, having the right one will understand, you know, when you're not there. They'll just understand. But then also it's important because there's a line in the sand that you draw there. Because that same great partner also needs to be able to turn you and go, this weekend, you don't work. This weekend, you spend it with the family. And like last weekend was Father's Day. On Sunday, and I usually work on Saturday, not not all day, but just to kind of I don't know, the phone doesn't ring, so it's like yeah, you get, feel like you get so, more done. I get so much done. It's <laughs> yeah. just like extraordinary. I look forward to it all yeah. week. Um, and uh, she's there was a Father's Day thing on. She's uh, and uh, at like this community center that she's in, like the committee for near us, um, where it's like a kids community center. You take your kids there, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, she's like, there's something on. I've I've said we'll go. But no pressure. If you need to work, that's okay. And I'm like, oh shit, I think I should I think I should go. You know what I mean? I think I should go. And I tell you, on Friday, I assumed that she assumed that I wasn't working because she'd booked it. She'd said that we were gonna go. She goes, but if you don't go, it doesn't matter. It's okay. I understand you gotta work. Father's Day is Sunday anyway. I mean, like, it's Saturday. You work on the Saturday, it is what it is. And then like Friday, when I said to her, I got home from work and um, I usually bring my stuff down because I go to the gym in the morning. It's like, oh, you're not working tomorrow. I said, no, we've got this Father's Day thing. And just like stood up and walked inside and kids, guess who's home tomorrow? Dad, you know what I mean? And they just started going, yeah, yeah, yeah. She made it really special. It's the first full weekend I've had off in quite some time, Saturday and Sunday, and she made it really, really special for me. And, you know, that's, you can't, you can't, you can't buy that. It's like it's so worth all of the shit, you know. Yeah, and it probably empowers you to feel like so much of how you're giving back as well to the family. Mm, well, yeah. I mean, like we have like this this sort of little deal where there's so much that will happen here, and there's so much that will happen there. But these all little niggly things that you don't really need to know about. She doesn't really need to know about. But if I tell her, she'll just stress about it. She can do zero about it, nothing. She has no control over it, but she'll still stress about it. Same the other way around. So why would we Why would we do that to each other? So let's just skip that. How's things? Perfect. 
You know what I mean? I mean, if things are bad, we'll share, we'll talk, yep. you know. Yep. But for the most part, we don't need to be like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. That's just going to bring you down and bring you down and bring you down and bring you down. And then it's like, wow, this is shit. You know what I mean? So trying to, I think that we do that really well. We're not hiding anything. We're just protecting each other. Because if, if I'm home, we don't want to spend all that time talking about how shit something is. Sometimes we do have to talk about, oh, sorry. That's all right. Sometimes we do have to talk about stuff that's happened because it's a decision that the two of us need to make. But, you know, for the most part, we do that pretty well. And I feel like that's that helps. I feel like that yep. really helps. Mm. Yeah. And then do you, you probably create that then sort of in the workforce as well of the culture as well and working with each other and sort of not spreading. Like if something probably happens on site and you're in the office mm. and the boys can fix it, yeah. they're not going to let you know probably in a way as well. So you've oh. probably empowered your workers as well to not call you and go, yeah. oh, I've shot a nail out or something small yep. is very wrong. Oh, like something little like accidentally shooting a nail and it like just piercing a bit of, a, you know, a bit of um, like a water pipe or something yeah. in, in a stud wall. That sort of shit I won't even know. Yeah, Like I won't even know what's happened. And sometimes, you know, there's some sort of a, ages ago, there was, this happened. I can't remember the last time it happened, but ages ago it happened. And instead of the plumber billing us for it, they got him a six pack or something. You know what I mean? This is yeah. so smart. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. I didn't have nothing to do with that. So, yeah. and then also I think the important part of that is taking ownership. So like this happened early, the, uh, early this week. Yeah. Oh, early this week where you know things can go wrong and you can like you can sit there and go oh god i'm so annoyed with him like he just didn't he didn't get it right why didn't he get it right and everyone can go i don't know why didn't he get it oh he's so shit you know all this stuff and you can do that but that doesn't really get you anywhere and so being like hang on if he didn't do it right it means we didn't explain it properly it's our fault he fucked it up because we didn't tell him how to do it right we didn't explain ourselves right oh we left something open for interpretation it's our fault. So we need to take ownership. What are we going to do to make sure that that situation doesn't repeat itself? And sometimes that's like a bit of a hard pill to swallow. But really, when you break it down, it's extremely accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It's extremely accurate because half the time you're just setting someone up to fail. You're giving them fuck all information. Just just do what you think's right. Yep. And then the they, do it, they do it the way they think is right. And you're like, shit, that's not what I wanted you to do. And then, you know, you can't expect any different because you, you didn't tell them. So you got to take ownership for that. Yep. I think that's important. Yep. Owning what you do and if you do fuck up, as you've just said. Yeah. Like you've, you're owning what you are and helping people as well. Like mm. not everyone knows the answer to how your brain's thinking as well. You yeah. could have looked at the plans 10 times before they yeah. have. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to think. There's so many different ways and that just comes back to your leadership skills as well that you've probably instilled in everyone as well to come on board <clears> that things you didn't like and knew didn't work for you mm. have really, you've changed the ropes of what you're doing and impacting probably the industry as well. Like it's cool to hear your story and yeah, so far. Well, as uh, I said, it's like um, if if you give people the power to run their own day, they're going to take control of it so that automatically puts them in a position of power and leadership because they have to just make decisions you can't call me every five minutes because i'm not there i don't know like I, I in four hours so much can change on site and so 
<clears throat> you know, trying to explain that to me, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you because I, I don't even know what it looks like now. It's been four hours since I've been there. So much could have happened. Yeah. So they just got to make a decision and go, this is the right move for us to make. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And then coming back as well to like your money mindset, even probably now as well as obviously going through the hardship and then still not always wanting that freedom as such mm. that you can bring, but obviously you need that money to obviously create that freedom. Yeah. Um, how have you managed that as well? Like that money mindset of not just I'm going to work till I'm 80 mm. and then retire with whatever I've got left and just hopefully everything goes all right. Like mm. how have you managed that now even as well? Well, obviously I've got a, obviously I've got a plan. I think everyone has a, a plan in their head. I, I mean like um, I think you can't plan too far in advance because things are just constantly changing, flipping on a dime and things like that. Um, I think... I think it's hard because a big level of it is faith. I know that sounds weird, but, you know, manage your money with faith, what? Um, <laughs> but having faith that, you know, I'll make the right decision when the right decision needs to be made exactly in that moment right then and there. That's what I'll do. And because I know where I'm, where I'm going and I trust myself and I trust that every decision I make is going to lead to something better. And as a result of that, because I know what I'm doing this for and what I'm living for and and what I want to avoid, I know that I'll I know that it'll just work out. It's not going to be easy, but it'll just work out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You've got that plan in place to. And yeah. you believe in yourself, obviously, yeah. as well. You have to because you can yep. <coughs> write down goals. Like I'm, I'm a big believer of like writing down your goals and vision board and all that stuff and just reminding yourself. Reminding yep. yourself, this is this is why you know you'll be able to do this. You'll be able to, I don't know, I don't know, whatever it is. Yep. And but sometimes you can. I don't know if you've ever done this, but you can write down a goal and write it down, but you just don't believe it. You feel like I'll write it down, but what's the chance? You know yep, what I mean? Yep. Like never. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's but that so trying to getting rid of that that's probably i think that's important because you can spend a lot of your time thinking about how geez that's unrealistic but your goal should be big hairy audacious scary if you tell someone what if you tell someone this is what i'm working towards anything less than righto yeah is just not big enough yeah because they need to you need they you need to get that reaction where it's like Come on, man. Like, really? Yeah. Because that's, use that, use that yeah. to motivate you. But then also that just shows you're on the right track because, you know, your goals need to be big enough because before you know it, I don't know, if you keep that mindset, you'll be ahead of where you think you are, but you'll just be keeping yourself back. You're holding yourself back. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How do you keep yourself accountable then when you set those goals and that kind of thing as well? Do you use your network? Do you sort of, like, as you said, you obviously use vision boards and write your stuff mm. down, but like, is there any other little tools and that you use as well? I, I use the law of attraction a lot. Yep. It's a weird thing because it's like some people, some people take it seriously, others don't, but I, 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 I'm firmly believe in it, like firmly. Too many fucking weird coincidental things have happened in my life that have been way too accurate to something that I've had as a goal on a vision board to not be aligned with that so i'm a big believer in that so i i'll use that so i might 
uh, in the car on the way to work and in the car on the way home, I'll, I've got like 30 I am statements that I'll just out loud. And other people might think I'm on the phone. Someone <laughs> might think I'm crazy. I don't really give a fuck yeah. because I know I'm doing it for me. You know what I mean? It's for me. Um, and so that, that, that helps because the thing is, as I said, holding yourself accountable to it is reminding you of it. And just being like, um, I hope I can do that. That's not really good enough. You kind of have to be like, I am going to do this and believe it. Say it with like certainty and with your chin up and it works. Like I tell you every morning on the way to work, I could wake up, you know, when you wake up and you have those days that are just jam packed and you just, there's so much stuff going to happen. You know, the phone's going to ring like a bitch and you know, things are going to happen and you're going to get calls that you don't want and all that sort of stuff. And you start to feel a little bit anxious and that at the start of the day is not great. doesn't set the day up well. But I tell you, after I've finished with these I am statements, I just like, oh, that just, it's gone. And it's yeah. just like, I just feel incredible. And then you add like a session in the gym or something like that to it. And it's just like, fuck, you're just the day is your bitch. You yeah. know? And then at the end of the day, because things can happen through the day that can kind of like mellow that mindset and mellow that feeling out to plateau it into something maybe not so good <clears throat> and then at the end of the day on the way home to make sure that i'm breaking the day and i get home in a good mood i do the same thing again on the way home and then once i finish that pump the pump the tunes window down and i just feel in the air and it's fucking it's perfect yeah yeah, yeah. so you've worked that out as well over the time probably as well the journey how to separate and even as you've touched on earlier when you do get home you separate that work and that mm. family to sort of not come home and explode probably as some people do. Yeah. Um, I used to bring my laptop home uh, every night for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know why because I never really worked on it, <laughs> yeah. but I would like pick it up and like open it and I'd be like, oh, oh, and then like sit it there and I'd f I would don't know, I just for whatever reason, it made me feel like I was doing something because I had it yeah. and I was like, I don't even fucking need this yeah, here. Yeah. Like I'll just leave it at work. I'll just leave it there. I don't need it here because I, and so I've stopped bringing it home and so I can't do any work at home. Yeah. And that's beneficial to, to me because when I get home, it's like, even if I'm stressed about something, even if there's a deadline for something, even if I have to figure something out, it doesn't matter because I can't do anything about it now. I have zero control. I have zero I can do about it. So I just have to let it go and focus on something else and then deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, so I was realizing, yeah, that's like even recently I put a desktop in my office because I was doing the same. I'd bring my laptop home and I'd open it and just look at it. I'm like, what am yeah. I going to do? Dude, I did, exact, I did the exact same thing for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I need to feel busy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy all day. Like, I can't like oh, I'm not wasting this time right yeah. now. You know, this is not time wasted, but that's silly. Sometimes, you know, like sitting around and like just, I don't know, just fucking around with the kids or having a laugh or doing something. I don't know. Yeah. Those things are really important, I think, because... Yeah. My, otherwise, my head's always somewhere else. I'm trying to do this thing where wherever I am, I'm just all there. Yeah. That can be really hard when you run a business, um, particularly one with a few arms because there's like so many different things that can happen. Like it's just constant like bits and pieces that are just like you have to like link them back up and fix them and like, oh, then that falls apart. And you're like, fuck, I'll just put a hold that, hold that over that leak. And I'm like, oh shit, put a bit of tape over that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just constant, constant. So you need to just kind of, I can't do anything about it now. Why the fuck? I don't even want to think about it. Just yeah. fuck it off and just, I'll deal with it later. I can't do anything. So texts and stuff, I'll see a text 
and it might be a good text, it might be a bad text, it could be just a whatever, it could get a call or anything. I just don't respond till the next day. Yeah. You know, because I don't, if I do, then I'm in work mode and then I'll start to think and then oh, it's not a gift. Yeah. Don't work. Yeah. Yeah. How have you managed as well and like created that? Obviously, as you said, you do those little tools on the way home to separate your work and that. But when your brain is obviously over here mm. and you're trying to be center and present with someone, mm. how do you just try to think of what you're doing in the moment or? That's hard. That's, that's hard. That's a good question too because that's also hard. It's easier said than done, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'd know. Um, um, I think it's, I suppose if you, if you have genuine love for whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it, whether that's spending time with your family or your partner or your wife or, your, or, or, or being at work, because I genuinely love what I do, <clears throat> I'm just deciding that, well, if I, if I, if I, if I just decide that. I love what I do. So, but if I love what I do at home, I'm not loving my home. I'm loving what I do here at home. That's just why, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I need to actively be conscious of the fact that I can love what I do here and love this over here as well. Separate the two and just be happy with that because some people don't have that, you know what I mean? And I'm really grateful for that. And, uh, and sometimes you can not, you can overlook it and lose appreciation, um, for it and then reminding yourself i think is is important to to remind yourself that you can't just be focused on on one thing because it's like your focus sits here and then this just drops away and then you're like oh shit you pick this back up and that'll fall away you need to have some sort of evenness kind of you know and you can't have that um without sort of letting go of this and then moving over here and then just let go of that and just move over here you know yeah, so it's, yeah, and do you reckon that's where a lot of people struggle? They don't love what they <coughs> what they do as well. Oh yeah, I I think people do genuinely. A lot of most people do genuinely like what they do. They just may not like the way they're doing it, where they're doing it, who they're doing it from or for, where they're doing it. You know, so many facets to that. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. <sighs> There's a lot of people that just hate their job and just are just like, well, I have to because I've got the mortgage and now I'm on a variable rate that keeps increasing and, you know, I can't just like quit my job. That'll, that'll I'll be, I'll be fucked. You know, that'll make me really unhappy. Already unhappy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's where the fear, as you said earlier, like if mm. you take fear away, you can do anything. Yeah. If you take fear away from making a decision, whether it's just like, a client, someone's upset with something and you need to make the phone call and deal with it. Whether someone's done something wrong and you need to actively speak to them about it and solve that issue. Whatever it is, if you just take fear away from making that decision or doing that thing, it's just like a, it's just another thing. It's like just, you just automatically do it. Like going to the toilet. You don't even go, oh God, I, I'm afraid of going there. You know, you don't, you just go. Like, you know, like brushing your teeth. You're not afraid of it. You just do it. Just apply that. Yeah. Repeat. Repeat. You'll be fine. And be fine. Yeah. Yeah. How even like when you first started getting into business, obviously just a little bit, it's probably most business owners at the start, the just what the back end stuff and like the finances and all that, like you don't really realize, like give us a bit of an insight into that. Like just for people listening who yeah. are probably thinking, fuck, like I'm just going to make the jump and go out on my own. Like 
what's like uh, just a little thing to touch on? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is obviously like just setting yourself up right, setting the business up right, making sure, you know, you've got the right entities for tax reasons and things like that. And then understanding tax and then GST (laughs) and then with staff, PAYG and super and all that stuff because no one tells you about that. You're just like, I didn't realize this is, I knew nothing. Like I knew nothing. I wasn't on social media. Like I had a Facebook, but I wasn't on Instagram. I just kind of like, what is this? It's for kids or something. I don't know. And now it's obviously different, but um, I, I didn't know about tax. So the, the first like year I didn't bank my tax and then I ended up with this tax bill that I had to then pay off. And that was really shit, you know? So like those things, you become conscious of them. You, you know, I feel like mistake for me, there's a lot of mistakes that I made that I've learned from. <clears throat> But I feel like it's just the little things like because I was so ignorant to it, I just assumed and I didn't go to anyone and ask any questions. But nowadays I feel like with the way things are set up, with social media and everything like that, you can just send a message to someone and go, hey, man, like, you know, really random. But this is what I would do if I was starting again. I would find someone that I'm like, man, he's I, I think he's got it figured out. He's probably got issues. Everything looks great on the outside for everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. But... I could probably get some good advice off him. Hey man, this is really random, but I'm thinking about doing this thing and I just don't know where to start. Like, do you think, can I pick your brain? You know, you'd probably, you'd probably walk away with three things that would make the world of difference in your commencement. You know what I mean? Like just could be now, have you set up your business? Probably no. So, all right. Do you have a trust? You need to have a trust. Why do I need that? Well, this is why you need, <laughs> so you obviously haven't got an accountant. No. Well, fuck. All right. So let's sort you out with an accountant first and he can give you advice on your entities and how to set them up properly to make sure you're protected. And, you know, for tax reasons, you, you, you know, you, you're, you're set up properly. And then just like other stuff in general it could be like, you know, <clears throat> do you have, oh, have you employed, are you going to employ people? Yes. Yeah. So do you have, you need to get employment contracts. Do you have a lawyer? No. Well, we'll have to get you a lawyer. Because these things are important because these are all protecting you and future-proofing your business. Because I did a lot of backstepping. Like I would dig myself a hole and have to like get the fuck out of it. So, you know, that that was um, regrettable, some of that stuff. Um, but I guess... I, I, learned from, I learned from all of it. But if I could go back, if I had the ability to go back and get advice from someone i probably would oh no not probably i definitely would <laughs> <laughs> yeah you like, need that advice to help yeah well that advi- i mean like just just someone that is um you know for me i'd probably find i'd probably try and find someone that's two or three steps ahead okay well they're two or three steps ahead of me so they've just done what i'm about to do so it'd be freshest in their mind what are your three biggest fuck-ups who are you? Well, I just, I want to, I want to do well. You know what I mean? I reckon, I don't care. Like people can know the mistakes that I made. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't bother me because I've learned from them and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, that's, that's, yeah. If I could, if I could go back, I'd definitely try and seek out help from someone that's ahead of the position that I'm in to try and benefit my 
better my situation yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Not think you know it all and actually reach out for the help as well as yeah. everyone tries to do at the start at all. That's that would would have been another issue. The ignorance led yep. to but I know. Like oh, oh, you know. I'm a chippy, you know, I know. Well, you know, <laughs> the problem is I think trade industry as well is we're very proud. Yeah. Very proud people. You know, like no one can tell us, Oh, I can do it better, mate. No, you can't. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a issue with our industry. So feeling okay to ask the question is, is I think that's important. I feel like you need to do that because you're never going to get the answer you need if you don't ask the question. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the question you don't ask is the one that you should have asked. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. It's always true. Yeah. No, that's all right. Yeah, we've touched on a bit then, that's mm. for sure. Mm. We might nearly wrap it up in a minute and leave it at, oh, we're getting close to the hour, but we'll wrap it up soon. What's like a big piece of advice you'd give for someone starting out in the industry? Mm. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, well, like I said, getting advice from, I would, I would reach out to probably, I'd try to find three businesses that are, are going to, three businesses that are doing similar things that what I want to do. And I would reach out to them and I would ask them for advice. I'd probably say, what are you, what are the three things you think benefited you most when you started? And what are the three things you fucked up? Because all of them will have different answers and you'll be able to take all of that and apply it and it'll probably make a big difference. I think the other thing too is as well, I think for me, um, I think fear was a big thing. You know, I just, you know, maybe I didn't ask the question because I was afraid of getting the answer. I don't know, that I didn't want or that I didn't know I needed or I don't know. I don't know. Could have been anything but try to take fear out of the decisions that you make and I think you'll find your level up is so much quicker because you you act on things. You know, I saw this thing on Instagram where it's like, you know, that if you make uh, someone that makes it, you know, if you're making decisions, someone might make a decision, you know, it might take them, they might agonise over it and think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it and it might take them a week to make that decision. All right, we'll do this. And then, you know, it'll take them another week to make the next decision. At the end of the month, I've made four decisions. If you m make decisions and remove fear, you'll make that decision that day. And the next day, you'll move on to the next decision. By the end of that month, th you're, that guy's four steps ahead and you're 30. You know what I mean? Like, or 20 or whatever. It's, it's incredible the difference it can make if you just empower yourself to not be afraid. Yeah. yeah. How do you even manage that now still? Like do you help have other people's opinions try come on board or do you still try to like be in control or do you just try and remove that fear and just go, I'm just doing it just because I, I feel like it? Again, like to try and <clears throat> to try and make people feel involved, I will say, what do you reckon? Like this is what I'm thinking and this is what I think is the right move, but what do you reckon? You know, and I'll ask my team, yeah. I'll ask my wife um, and I'll get other people's opinions and – Sometimes what I'm thinking is right, but sometimes what I'm thinking could be better, you know. And someone might have a something that they add that's just like, oh, my God, like I can't even think of that. I'm so glad I asked you. Like because you can – again, if you've got this boss mentality, you look at everyone that works for you as below you, but if you just rise them up to your, equ to your equal, you'll be able to ask them those questions and you'll be – You'll be surprised at the ability that people have to answer them in a way that you need them to, like in, in, with the information that you need to move forward. Like it's, it's crazy. 
Yeah. I do it all the time and it's like constantly and you also grow a bigger appreciation for your team because you'll be like, yeah, you know what? You know, you, you really know what you, t- you know, you know what's going on. You know what's up. Hey, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And it mm. brings people out of their shell as well and probably does. lets them release what they want to and passionate about. And then when they see mm. you take what they've said and implement that, they're, they're like, oh my God, he, oh, that was me. Like I, I came up with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And they, it's great. It empowers them to be like, I should say what I think more. And then that promotes self-innovation. Yeah. And that's where you can remove yourself from the equation even more because they're, they're improving things, they're fixing things, they're innovating. And they don't need you to be there because you, you've already shown them that, man, your decision was way better than mine. Let's just throw, get rid of mine. Let's just implement what you said. What you said is going to be way better. So, Yeah, empowering your staff to then give you that freedom probably as well. Yeah, well, in a way. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> not so much. But nah. <laughs> it all sounds nice at times. So. Yeah. Now we'll wrap it up there. Thanks and appreciate you taking your time out of your day to um, have a chat and of talk course. some shit and yeah. really appreciate it. Lovely to meet you too, also. Yeah, you too, mate. It's uh, been nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you again. Mm. Cheers, bro.